So fame and fortune now. Musician and actor Kabo Muvilagazi has recently released his new album, All Things Red, and is giving it away for free. Did you hear that? Free of charge on his website. The summer award-winning artist, uh, writer and producer's latest offering is a 12-track neo-soul album and sees him making mu- uh, his return as the king of soul. There is absolutely no doubt about that. He's a multifaceted artist. has released five albums to date. All Things Grey 2012, Memory Remains and Memory Remains Deluxe uh, Edition 2014, Succeed 2015 and the double album Unapologetic, the hip-hop and house album 2017. This man, simply known as Kaboom, you know this guy, he's also, by the way, an artist manager. He's an actor also, best known for his uh, single Uzobuya, which he released in 2012. He has, he's also acted as an editor. Can you believe this guy is also an editor? He was editor of Wire Mag and Uncut Magazines and contributing to True Love Magazine, producing albums for artists such as Kelly Kumalo and Tiwe. He's right here on Fame and Fortune. Before I was in Rotomoseva, if not something like in Rotomoseva, how are you? I'm well, lucky. It's so good much to see you, man. You too, man. Good to see you. Thank you so, so much. You, for you can me. only be busy. I mean, you've got a new album out. For sure. Uh, it's this time of the year, so it gets, it gets to that point where. No rest. No rest at all. Yeah. No rest for No, dangerous for uh, rest is not good for, for, for crooked people. You must never rest. Yeah. So, you know, I read I read your biog. For and sure. It, for me it means nothing because we know you. For sure. You know, biogs are good for yeah, maybe if some guy in the US wants to put you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. But how, how do you in your view or in your own space? What is your best description of you? Who are you? Who, are you a, a musician? Are you an artist? Are you an entertainer? How do you describe yourself? The best way for me is that I, the, the basis for everything for me is that I'm a writer. Yeah. I started out as a writer. Yeah. Uh, and I started like roaming the Jersey streets as a poet. And writing has always been like the basis for everything. Yeah. And I see that as sort of like the tree and everything else is a branch of of my writing because yeah. everything that I do whether it be an actor or a director or a magazine editor or a singer or whatever a rapper or whatever it stems from the fact that I create all that work by sitting down and writing and it down and writing it yeah, down yeah, like, is yeah. that what distinguishes you from what you'd say competition that you've got the writing as your pace for sure yeah. for sure I think uh there are a lot of musicians who who don't know how to craft songs. Yeah. Very talented singers, very talented rappers, but who don't know how to make songs. Yes. Or very good uh, people who are in film, whatever, but who don't know actually how to to just to write a screenplay. And yes. I've always made it my purpose that if I'm interested in any art form or aspect of work, I first want to learn how to do it. Yes. And I always start by speaking to the writers of that thing. Like, how? what's the first thing you do? What are the steps you do? And I always, I always then go through this process of learning a skill by, by, by learning how to write it. All this work that you do, writing, performing, for sure, you know, producing, all this thing, that, does it pay the bills? Does it give you enough money to keep you away from trouble? I think, I think there's, um, I think there's a system. Uh, the system allows you to make money if you make certain choices. Yeah, uh, and I haven't made some of those choices because um, I'm that. I'm that dumb artist who chooses the love and the art. It sounds very naive and very cliche, yeah. but I still I still sit down and say, I could make these decisions. And I've made some of those decisions and I hated them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Made songs that I didn't, I didn't necessarily love, but I had to make them because yeah. some smart industry guy said, this is what's hot right now, do this. Yes. And I've done it. And some of them have been hits, but I really hated the process. I, I literally felt like I was selling myself out, you know? Um, 
Um, so I, I'm that uh, hard, hard, yeah. hard person who makes music and who, who makes music because they still feel it and they still love it. And the unfortunate thing about that is that, sure, it takes, you can, you, you still gig and you take care of yourself, but you know, you're not driving the fanciest cars. Yes, or, yes. Yeah, exactly. Your house is not on top of the mountain. No, no, no. But yes. I have a home, you know what I mean? And yeah. Raja every night. And yes. I'm just thankful for that. Yeah. We are also very grateful for that because <laughs> yeah. that, that then means that you can come back and, and entertain us when, when, <laughs> you, sure. when you are safe. Exactly. Do you get to, and I know it's hard, especially with that kind of explanation that you've just given me, do you get to save any of the money that you make? You know, we were talking with a friend of mine, Jorge, um, where when people talk about saving, like you usually think, assume that you have to save like, Ten thousand every month, yeah, and or a specific percentage, yeah, like whatever, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I mean, I think that I'll, I'll put away five hundred or a thousand rands a month for me still counts, and I'm able to do that. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's never about the amount of money, but the percentage of of the little I have. So yes. even if I was earning three thousand a month, I'll try to save twenty rands of that. Yeah. And it's a principle I learned by, by. Because I've had periods where I was doing well and periods that I was not doing well. Yeah. And I think this is a cycle that people don't understand when they speak about, like, when, when people speak about, like, a job or they speak about a pro kid, about how um, we didn't show them love. And they didn't realize that every artist goes through a cycle. Mm. Every single artist. Every single yeah, one. Yeah, there is no artist who stays at the top throughout. Uh, there's down moments, there's up moments. Um, and during down moments is is when you learn to live off your savings or the one kick that comes every now and then. But yeah. you learn you learn that by going through the experience where you get in the industry, you get hard. You can only know by getting your shoes dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you fair like Chela, then you're like, yeah, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. And then you learn, okay, I must always learn for the down cycle because the down cycle no matter what it comes for everybody yes. yeah any any investments um i not investment in and such as in like um invest in like portfolios whatever but yeah. i i say for a very long time to build my own studio mm-hmm. and well in your business as an investment yeah because the studio is what makes money for sure yes. and and that's what i realized i'm spending a lot of money uh i was spending a lot of money and and myself and artists that I develop, spending a lot of money on other people's yeah. studios. Um, and I realized that if I if I start spending my money um, on building studios, on buying my own cameras, yeah. so my my investment is in is in is in equipment. Uh, we build our own studios. We started buying our own cameras, so we don't have to spend so much money paying people to make music videos for us. Yeah. And I think I think it's always good to invest within your industry. Um, because not only then are you building, are you growing your business, but you're teaching the people who are looking at you to say, um, you are in my studio today recording yeah. and I'm hoping when you make it, you, you'll you start by investing in yourself first. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, you're on fame and fortune. Our guest is Kabo uh, Muvilagazi. Just simply Kabomo. You know who he is. He's sought after producer, songwriter. He's made songs for artists like Tsepo Tsula, Unati Aya, Kelly Kumalo, Tiwe, Notende, Flaba, The Fridge, Flato. Jesus, mate, who has who have you not made music for? Because I'm not gonna stop now. There's everybody that you've made music for. Uh, acting debut as Jasmine's accountant habit, who doesn't who doesn't know any details about the actual crimes, and who just keeps on keeps the business clean in Zanzi Magic's opera Zabalaza 2013. You know when I saw uh, that Zabalaza guy, I must confess I had not known you, and I saw you on the sure. and thought, wow, this fellow knows what he's doing. For sure, yeah. Did you train as an actor? I, I mean, 
it was one of those things where you've always been passionate about plays and storytelling from high school, yeah. and especially in townships, because it's always like a club somewhere where you could go and, and do that kind of thing, and let's go, let's go along, like the, the sketch and Tukta yes. So I did that, um, and uh, people take it for granted, but it's, it is real training ground. I didn't go to university. Yeah. Or, yeah. But you trained in the trenches? Yeah, the trenches, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that being my first gig as an actor was fantastic, because I'm glad they mentioned Spoodler, because he was such a great teacher so generous with information yeah um and i've been able to build such a huge catalog as an actor i've been in, in so many things since then and yeah. i've been celebrated as an actor because my foundation was that i had Spucha who taught me a lot in in that three years yes yeah fame and fortune are those two related no and that's the big lie yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the big lie that's the big lie um i always i always say in the in in 2012, when I started out, right, maybe there was like a hundred of us who made albums. Yeah. Uh, and an analogy, I think, that helps paint a, a very clear picture. So imagine in 2010, there's, uh, 2012, there was a hundred of us who made albums. Uh, amongst those hundred, hundred, there was a Cabo Omo, there was an AKA, there was a Zahara. Yeah. Ne? So there's hundred of us. Um, 80 of us never even... 80 of those 100 never even got to get on radio because uh, whether it's luck or they don't know the right person yeah. or just they don't have the right in, uh, industry knowledge. Yes. So now there's like 20 of us left, right? Yeah. Out of that 20, we're lucky enough to get somebody who'll say, let's try it out and let's put it on radio. About 10 of that, maybe they played the song on radio, but they didn't like it. Yeah. Right? So now there's 10 of us where we're lucky enough to have our songs Played. Played. Yeah. And or now, even playlisted. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes they played once, but they don't play listed. They don't play it again, yeah, yeah. Because maybe the people don't respond well to it. Yes. So now there's 10 of us, uh, we are on radio. Uh, and like maybe like five of us had a good response on radio. And the other five didn't. Yeah. So out of the hundred, now we're left with this ten, and only five now are now being placed playlisted regularly. Yes. There's a hundred ninety-five people that nobody has ever heard of, and it's got nothing to do with the quality of music. Yes. They're all brilliant. And I've heard some of these artists say, "I put out this album independently, the same way that you did." It's unfortunately, and I listen to this music, and I'm like, "It's incredible music, in incredible." But now you're looking at five of us, right? Amongst the five of us who made it that year. Only maybe two or three of us still around yeah. in 2018. Yes. Amongst the three of us, only one of us is a still a multi-million making artist. Yeah. Uh, and it has nothing to do with how hard you work. It has nothing to do with the quality of stuff. It's just how the industry structured. You know what I mean? Um, and to say that the five are not famous. Maybe we are famous, people see us on the street, people sign autographs, but only one of us really makes real fortune. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Wow. So we can't then define this fame thing based on the one out of the... Do you guys get to tell young artists coming in to have this reality check? To say to them, hey, you, you may create amazing stuff, but it does not necessarily yeah. mean... Do you know how heartbreaking it is when you see a young artist with fire in the eyes and talent that will blow you away. How do I begin to say to this person, you might not, you might not make it regardless of your talent and you see this fire. So I'm always caught up in this, in this middle thing where should I be honest with this person? Or maybe this is the AKA, maybe this is the one of the hundred. Yes. So maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't discourage them. Maybe I should let them fly and find out. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. Uh, uh, 
but he could be one of the the ninety five, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so I try to find a balance where I never discourage people uh, to follow their dreams in music, but I sort of am very gentle in painting a very realistic picture about what the business is about. Kavomu Vilagas is in studio on Fame and Fortune. We're going to take a short break. We come back continue with this conversation, which is, by the way, live on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Thank you for choosing to stay with us on Fame and Fortune with Cabo Muvilagas. You, you say it's difficult to tell a young person uh, to discourage them not to follow yeah. their talent. Were you ever discouraged? Of course. When I, when I, when I, when I, which is why I, I, I think it's people that people understand that when, when someone says your staff doesn't work, whatever, it's based on their very limited knowledge of how this thing works. And yeah. we really, we honestly, there is no formula that works. So nobody really knows. When I started in this business, everybody told me my sound was weird. They were like, what is this thing? It's, yeah. it's near soul, but you sing in Zulu and... <laughs> It's got poetry. Nobody wants to hear the stuff. Yeah. Nobody. People want to dance or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And and I went to every major label trying to sell this thing, and everybody said no. And eventually, we went independent to sell this thing, and a year later, it was number one across the station, wow. and I was playing it everywhere. Because you can't assume the intelligence or or the taste levels of an entire nation only one. Like you can't say this whole country that taste levels are this. Yes. Omang when I decide to decide the taste levels of people. Um so whenever I hear especially when somebody is unique, I think um what the country is always looking for is that unique voice. Yes. Something that they've never heard before, something that, that sort of sparkles something in their spirit. And because it doesn't exist, the industry expert doesn't know what to do with it yes. because they they used to convention. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So the industry person, this person, should never say to this young kid, "It's not going to work." Just say, "I find it. I don't. It doesn't tickle my it's not, fancy." It's not for me. Yeah, it's yeah. not for me. Yeah. And just because it's not for you, doesn't mean the country's not open for it. You know. Yeah. Because some guy told the Beatles that they're not going to work. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And we know what happened. Exactly. We know what happened. You sort of answered this question earlier, but I'm still going to ask you, have you ever been, ever been broke? Oh, yeah. I broke to the point where I was staying in the streets. Oh, man. I, I was, I was, and and we speak, we keep speaking about uh, financial management, right? Yeah. And what it means. And people assume that you need to get like a financial advisor, some guy who told you 10%, whatever. But it's like very basic things like saving. Yeah. Or investing money in worthwhile things, yes. or not overspending. They're like they're very, and I hope some of my friends don't take offense. They're very basic things that we waste money on. Yeah. Um. For instance, uh, you roll around with the entourage of ten people as an as a new artist who's doing well. Yeah. Uh. When I live photographer, when I live who just around to comb your hair, you know, little who just tweets whatever. Yeah. Surely one person can do all of that. If you hire Anna and I'm making myself available, you can hire me. Yes. I'll be able to take photos, comb your hair, <laughs> yeah. and still tweet. You don't need three different <laughs> exactly. people to do that, and still right? still you on the back and say, <laughs> unja, unja Yeah, unja, exactly. Yeah. And you're rolling around with all these 10 people. You have to pay all these people. Whatever you have to stop, you have to feed them. Lenadi Hennessy, you have to buy for everybody. And sometimes, I'm not telling you, so it's not just 10 people now. It's 14 people. It's 15 people. And they're all looking at you to feed them, to dress them, yeah. to buy them booze, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's small things like that where you realize I'm wasting money on stupid things. Yes. Um, 
or just the ability to say you made 40,000 40, rands, 40,000 in this gig. Okay, so 15% goes to your manager. It should be standard that 5% should go to some bank account. Yes. Some 32, yes. Some 32-day bank account. Just like basics, basic things like that. And I didn't do that. And I said, like, I learned the, I learned the hard way. Yes. Uh, and it was like losing car, losing house, losing, and you know the friends of LA, yeah, but the man, yeah, exactly. The guys who were yeah. there, and and my my father's my father had always wanted me to be like a businessman. He prayed that I go study some business administration degree to say if this thing doesn't work out, have something a to fall back, back on. Yeah, yeah. I just hate hearing that, but it is the absolute truth. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Not sorry. a problem. Somebody's yeah. loving this uh, conversation. Somebody's <laughs> um, loving this conversation. Um, and people don't want to. People don't want to hear it. Yeah. But it is the absolute truth. Because as I said, out of the hundred of us, only maybe five percent. Maybe five percent are going to have a break. And even that five percent doesn't mean you're going to have a career as long as 10, 20 years. Yeah. So maybe your dad is not lying when he yeah. says oh he's not an idiot yeah exactly because yeah. maybe he knows something that he went through himself yes. go get a diploma something so that if this thing doesn't work out you are still hireable somewhere yes. or you're still not necessarily hireable but you still have enough brains to start a business for yourself uh, and you've got some skills right absolutely I didn't listen to my dad right so now when everything is falling apart I'm even now embarrassed to go back home oh. to say my time you were right Ish. if I span it the I prodigal did. son yeah. yeah so I my ego and my pride just let me stay in the streets for months and months and months until eventually I picked myself again and I, and I recorded another album through friends and it worked out and I was able to I was able man, to rebuild myself man. again but how many no many not many do come no back many, not, not many people get a second chance yes. like that and I'm thankful that God gave me one and uh. I learned those lessons the hard way and it, I I always say when you take an elevator up send it down yeah. so somebody can come up again so those lessons are so important to me and I always say to people if you feel like you can't afford like proper I mean we should have like proper business business managers but if you can't just ask people who are doing well in the business just give me 10 things I should do with my money you know what I mean and sometimes you can ask that guy called Google yeah exactly you know, it's amazing it's, that guy is amazing yeah exactly yeah exactly so well with that kind of uh you know now financial smartness after your your troubles uh one would assume that the next question would be like a no-no but I doubt it's a no-no do you have an extravagance Everybody has an extravagance, even those who are financially uh, savvy and who are very disciplined with their money. I used to be, I used to have love sneakers. Yeah. Ne? I used to buy 10, 12, 15 sneakers um, a month. You could have opened a shop. I know. Yeah. And it's, in, it's interesting how by age, I never said I'm stopping it. And then I never said yes. I'm stopping it. But what my wife the other day said, you realize now that you don't do this anymore. And this was, and it's something she said, we need to be more responsible, Gachelette, but this is your thing. And yes. I'm, gonna, I'm cool with you doing this because it makes you happy. Yeah. And without you realizing it, you start making better decisions around money where you realize that you're buying one sneaker every three months versus 15 every month. So I didn't need to talk myself into being more responsible. It just, it just happens naturally. So now no more extravagance now. Not really. Amazing. Not That's really. good. That's good. Not really. Uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that uh, uh, we need to have an extravagance. I got two last questions. Yeah. If you look back at your career, uh, things that you've achieved, the ups and downs, the successes, you know, I mean, you were, you were uh, studying artist recently for, for uh, what's his name? Where you were... Anthony Hamilton. Uh, for Hamilton. Yes, no, sure. So you've been there, mate. You've, for you've, sure. you've made headlines. For sure. 
Would you say you've made it when you look at yourself and, and, and sit back alone quietly or even in the shower? No. No. Um, I would say, say you need to have a vision vision for yourself. And yeah. it's something that I, my church used to teach us a lot. Jorge, write your vision on the wall. You have, first of all, you have to first you have to have a vision. Yes, you have to know what that vision is. But you must also write on the wall. So every day when you wake up, you see it, it's right there. And the thing about having a vision is that when people look at your current state, they go, "Hey man, you're killing it." Yeah. But you know what your vision is. Yes. And you know you're not anywhere close. Yes. And I know the vision that I have is so big that I'm thankful that I'm every day I'm taking a step forward towards it. But trust me, I'm not anywhere close to it. So how close are you then? Which is my final question your first one million US dollars in earnings. Maybe I'm like three years away. Excellent. Maybe I'm like three years away. I love that definite answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm maybe I'm like three years away and I'm hoping I can do it in two years but realistically I'm thinking I'm like three years away. Well I suspect because now you're officially inducted in the Metro FM Hall of Fame and Fortune it will happen <laughs> much sooner. It's much sooner. Much sooner. I, re I received that I'm not fighting it. <laughs> I never could answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever said talk radio is boring? Kabumu Vilagas, <laughs> you've been wonderful, my Thank brother. Thank you so much for having and me. All the best. Thank you so we much. We love your man. work. Thank you. Thank when you. we come back, we speak to you on 089-110-3377. The lines are open. So 089-110-3377 is the number to dial. It's 14 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're on talk with Rams. Whatever is on your mind, whatever caught your attention. Whatever made you angry, very excited. Uh, whatever you've been keeping inside and you think this is the time to talk about it now. Like, you know, guys who go to the Zondo Commission. You can do this Zondo Commission right here. It's your chance to, to Zondo us here. Uh, we take any view, uh, anytime you want to say it, at your pace. We've got a bit of time for you to share with us what's on your mind. We're on 89 I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. Uh, so, I've, I've been very concerned about two camps that have formed in this country about uh, on either side of Minister of Public Enterprises, Pravin Kodan. There are those who say, you know, he's a good guy and he should not be questioned by the public protector. He's done very well. He's exposed corruption and stuff like that. So he's beyond question. And there are those who, on the other side who do not like him and therefore say, yeah, but, you know, what about this? What about the rogue unit? What about this? What about that? Uh, why didn't he speak out when he was still Minister of Finance and stuff like that? I've got a problem with both views because I don't think any of us in life are one-dimensional. There's many sides to all of us. So I think... As they say, uh, every sinner is probably a saint in the making. And every saint is probably a past sinner or even a future sinner. So I, I don't understand why we should sanctify people or, or, or make them in, incorrigible. People can change. People can get better and people can get worse. I don't understand why we think it's either or. I don't have any personal views about Private Godan. I may have views about his work. So I judge them situationally. I may like this thing and not like the other one. As for the person, I, I'm not bothered really. And that's my problem. We personalize things too much and we end up in trouble because we personalize. Why don't we look at issues? 
I'm happy with this issue. I'm not happy with the next one. It's like people don't say the media. I'm always worried. Who are you talking about when you say the media? What is this animal called the media? Why is it this one size fits all thing called the media? And if you truly hate the media, I find it very funny that you still then call the media to complain about the media. Is that not a contradiction? So I don't think I'm not the same as uh, some other guy who publishes a magazine somewhere in Polokwane or certainly not the same as somebody who's on air in another radio station at this time as I'm doing what I'm doing. They are who they are. I am who I am. So don't judge me for their mistakes and certainly don't crucify them for my mistakes. I've never understood these blanket accusations. That's my open line. I want to hear yours. I've given you my thoughts and that's what occupied my mind over the weekend. Of course, over and above watching golf and burning in Rustenburg. It was fun though. And thank you for misplacing my luggage, uh, the hotel that I slept in. I only found it this morning. 089-110-3377 is the number to dial. We are on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and Facebook Metro FM Talk with Rams. Remember the conversation with Kabomu is on podcast www.metrofm.co.za